Hey guys, just wanted to recap you on the five stages of grief. I hope you enjoy and you listen to Beyond the Five Stages of Grief right after. And please don't forget to listen next week, February 26th, for the beginning of Dash Podcast Season 2. Enjoy. Sometimes grief does not go away. You may find yourself stuck in a stage of grief, such as the bargaining stage, and feel yourself slipping further and further into the sadness that accompanies grief. The bargaining stage often includes feelings of guilt and remorse that can quickly lead to depression. Though also a natural stage of grieving, depression can become a serious disorder requiring professional intervention. According to the University of Maryland Medical Center, Grief lasting more than two months and interfering with daily life may be a sign of major depression. If feelings of grief turn into thoughts of suicide, hopelessness, or worthlessness, and an inability to function at home, work, or school, seek professional help immediately or call 911. Page Boys Foundation, Inc. and Dash Podcast are not medical professionals. Denial Anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. These five words are more than just words. They are stages of grief. Most people don't realize that they go through these stages, but we all do. It just happens in different ways. Hello, and welcome to Dash Podcast. My name is Matt, and I will be your host for this three-part mini-series called the five stages of grieving. This is where I will talk about each stage and how it represents the meaning of grief, as well as my experience and others during each of these stages. The first part we will discuss today are the first two steps, denial and anger. The second part we will be talking about bargaining and depression. And finally, in the last part of our mini series, we'll talk about acceptance. Hey guys, and welcome back to Dash Podcast, three-part mini-series, The Five Stages of Grieving. Our first stage we're going to talk about is denial, which if you look it up in the dictionary, it states the action of declaring something to be untrue. Now, this is basically what this stage is. You do not want to whoever passed away be true. You always want them to be with you. So it's still like a shock that helps us cope with it, you know? And it makes kind of us living possible. You know, it helps us pace our feelings of that grief. So you can accept the reality of the loss. And you're at this beginning of the process of healing. But as you keep on going through this process, all the feelings you're denying are going to begin to surface. You know? And and then 
course, that's just going to lead you into anger, which is our next topic. But as we keep on going through this denial stage, I mean, when I went through it 12 years ago, I mean, hell, I'm still going through it. Here and there, it's, you know, you don't want them to be dead. You want them to always be around you, especially around your birthdays, your holidays. You know, it, it, it's, it's tough. For those of you who do not know, my parents have been gone for 12 years. I was 16, my mom of cancer, and my dad of a heart attack, but my family and I believe it was a broken heart. So I founded this nonprofit called Page Boys Foundation Inc., um, which helped me create Dash Podcast, which is a reason why I'm doing this series. I like to show the importance of togetherness with this podcast and the nonprofit, but with this series that I'm doing right now, it's to show awareness of children grieving. And not just children, though. Everybody. Everybody grieves. And all these stages here, it's... It's... Can be very overwhelming. And so I'm going to break these down and explain it for everybody. I'm going to have other people chime in that have gone through this process. Maybe not anybody everyone knows. These would be people close to me because as this podcast is starting out, I'm going to try to get better people. If you're out here listening to this series, I would like people to chime in on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever with the hashtag five stages. I feel this is all I could really talk about denial for the moment. Um, so please stay tuned for our next topic, which would be anger. For now, here's an ad. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dash Podcast, three-part mini-series, Five Stages of Grieving. Thanks for all that are still listening. Here is stage two, anger. Anger is necessary for the healing process. You're, you're mad that they've passed away. You're just going out of that denial that, hey, they're actually gone. What the? Why? And it's going to seem very endless. The more you truly feel it, the more it will begin to dissipate and the more you'll heal, the better you'll heal. 
there are many other emotions under anger, and you will get to them in time. But anger is the emotion we are most used to managing. Some better than others. The truth is that anger has no limits. It can extend not only to your friends, the doctors, your family, yourself, your loved one who died. If you're religious, maybe God. You may ask, where is God in this? Underneath anger is pain. Your pain. It is natural to feel deserted, abandoned, but we live in a society that fears anger. Its strength can be an anchor, giving temporary structure to the nothingness of loss. So, you know, at first grief feels like like make like you're lost at sea. No connection to anything. Then you get angry at someone. Maybe a person who didn't attend the funeral, a person who isn't around. Maybe a per- different now that you loved one has died. You know, suddenly you have a structure. Your anger is towards them. Now, this, this anger becomes a bridge over the open sea, you know. So, like, a connection from you to them. It is something to hold on to. And a connection made from the strength of anger feels better than nothing, right? I mean, we usually know more about suppressing anger than feeling it. The anger is just another indication of intensity of your love. You know, so like, like I kind of felt to, to, to make this seem more relatable. I guess I personally felt like this towards my sister-in-law. So I lived with my brother and sister-in-law right when my parents had passed away for a good eight years. I want to say, I don't remember how long it was, (laughs) Um, but I felt this anger always towards her and never anybody else. So that I public apologize. But I was just always angry towards her. She did this. She did that, you know. And now growing up, I feel bad, yes. But that was part of my stages of grief. So, yeah. (laughs) Sorry about that. Um... On that note, you will always feel anger. I mean, no matter what it is, you're gonna always you're gonna grow. You're gonna go out of these five stages that we're gonna talk about, but you're always gonna feel anger that your loved one passed. That's never gonna go away. You're just gonna want to hold it. You're gonna you're gonna wanna express it, yes, but you can't put blame on anybody. They're in a better place regardless of how they've passed. You have their memory. And and then sometimes like with this anger, 
I know people who listen to music to suppress their anger. They listen to, they do yoga. They do a bunch of things to distract their mind. And that, that's something a lot of people need to start doing. I mean, right outside the grieving, yes, but talking with, just talking about it. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> but I guess that's all I really have for the anger portion of this. Um, again, if you would love to participate, please go on Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, whatever, with the hashtag five stages and hashtag dash podcast. Suffering a major loss, such as the death of a loved one, can be painful and may bring an unpleasant emotion. These unpleasant and painful emotions characterize grief, a natural reaction to loss. American psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross proposed five stages of grief that are often worked through during the grieving process. These stages include denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. We have already discussed how denial and anger are processed during the grieving stages. This time around, we're going to take a look at the next two stages, bargaining and depression. While everyone knows what depression is and how it affects us, we will take a dive in how it affects someone who grieves. But first, we'll discuss bargaining and how it affects us. Before we do that, though, let's take a break. Welcome back to Dash Podcast. This next stage is the bargaining stage. And it may occur prior to loss as well as after the loss as an attempt to negotiate the pain away. This stage is characterized by attempting to negotiate with a higher power or someone or something you feel, rather realistically or not, that has some control over the situation. In this stage, you may find yourself intensely focused on what you or others could have done differently in order to prevent the loss or change. You may also feel the things that could have been and how wonderful life would have been if not for the unpleasant situation. While these thoughts may help you begin to accept the loss or change by revealing the impact of the situation, North Carolina AT&T State University warns that these feelings can also lead to remorse and guilt that interfere with the healing. There is no way to really prevent bargaining to happen Watching someone you love experience the bargaining stage and grief in general may be difficult, but respecting the process is essential to the eventual acceptance, which we'll discuss in part three of the five stages of grieving. Depression. This topic is a tough topic to discuss for me only because it's a stage that we all stay on long, 
some longer than we should. Some can even stay. But depression is that stage many of us identify most with the loss of a loved one. As painful as depression can be though, it is an indication that we are experiencing our loss in the present and more fully than in the previous stages of grief. Although no one wants to stay in this stage for too long. But if you are able to feel your sadness, it means you have begun the process of accepting your loss. You are no longer denying, bargaining, and you are no longer stuck in that anger. Let yourself feel your sorrow over the loss as much as you can. It is important not to try to run away from the feeling. It is a natural and normal part of grieving. If you or anybody you know are going through depression and are afraid to talk to somebody, please call 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. A little recap on what we learned so far. Denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance are our five stages of grief. We talked about how each stage doesn't happen in order and that they can jump around. We also learned that anger is the most necessary stage. I gave out a phone number in case you or someone you know is depressed, which is 1-800-62-HELP. That is, again, one 800 Six six two, four three five seven. Acceptance is often confused with the notion of being okay or all right with what has happened. This is not the case. Most people don't ever feel okay or all right about losing a loved one. This stage is about accepting the reality that our loved one is physically gone and recognizing that this new reality is permanent. We will never like this reality or make it okay, but eventually we accept it. We learn to live with it. It is the new normal with which we must learn to live. We must try to live now in a world where our loved one is missing. In resisting this new norm, at first, many people want to maintain life as it was before a loved one died. In time, through bits and pieces of acceptance, however, we see that we cannot maintain the past intact. It has been forever changed, and we must readjust. We must learn to reorganize roles, reassign them to others, or take them upon ourselves. Finding acceptance may be just having more good days than bad ones. As we begin to live again and enjoy our life, we, we often feel that in doing so, we are betraying our loved one. We can never replace what we, has been lost. We can make new connections, new meaningful relationships, new interdependencies. Instead of denying our feelings, 
We listen to our needs. We move, we change, we grow, we evolve. We may start to reach out to others and become involved in their lives. We invest our friendships and our relationship with ourselves. We begin to live again, but we cannot do so until we have given grief its time. Finding acceptance may be just having more good days than bad ones. As we begin to live again and enjoy our life, we often feel that in doing so, we are betraying our loved one. We can never replace what has been lost, but we can make new connections, new meaningful relationships, and even new interdependencies. Instead of denying our feelings, we listen to our needs. We move, we change, we grow, we evolve. We may start to reach out to others and become involved in their lives. We invest our friendships and our relationship with ourselves. We begin to live again. We cannot do so until we have given grief its time. So that's been a little recap of what the five stages of grief are. Please stay tuned and listen to Beyond the Five Stages, premiering February 19th on all podcast platforms. And stay tuned February 26th for Dash Podcast Season 2. Have a dashing day.